Welcome to the Poe Politicking Show, created in 2008. Poe Politicking is a hip-hop meets self-help brand. With each conversation, we teach the babies and share success secrets with you, the listener. Our focus is to preserve the hip-hop culture and introduce the future upcoming stars. Past guests of the Poe Politicking Show include Yo Gotti, Megan The Stallion, The Baby, Currency, MC Light, Jay Prince, Dead Prez, Razzcast, and more. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get automatic updates of each episode. Keep politicking with Poe on social media at Poe Politicking. Visit our website, PoePolitikin.com, for more exclusive content. PoePolitikin.com What up, though? This is Boog Brown. You are listening to me on PoePolitikin, hanging out. All of- Some still think shit's sweet, no matter Life keep giving you what you think the answer You see, you speak what to after All things begin with a small seed You the master! It's marvelous moves, the mind's magnetic Wait till the target improves, see true poetic Protected, the energy moves, thoughts reflected Life is what you make it into, it's time tested Broke, gon' stay broke to thought provoke different Blame only holds so long, come on, listen Tradition like to make you believe that your intention Ain't tied to intuition, don't vibrate to match up What? You missing the benefits of being in touch It's easy for some of us to find ourselves lost In a world that doesn't love us enough Somebody gain from your spiritual Run. And they preferred it if you would just run, 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 run around in circles and then you would give up or blow the smoke out. Cloud cover make true colors show now. And so now you know how it's about to go down. But um, some still think shit sweet. No matter, life keep giving you what you think the answer. You see, you speak what you're after. All things begin with a small seed. Some still think shit sweet. No matter, life keep giving you what you think the answer. You see, you speak what you're after. All things begin with a small seed. Hey, now you know we can't keep playing. Yeah, the area keep green. And it's fair enough to say that there's a change among the stages we've been played upon. They want the flavor, but they rather see you hung. It's a strange fruit from root. The target is you. That changed the whole mood. They obviously want you to lose. And what's there to do except the opposite? This view could be myopic if we can't see there's an option to win. And take the path from within and not without. That's the scenic route and be here now. It sound cliche, but all we got is today. And they can't profit from change unless they package it to all of the same. And that's the game. Control this a whole. Throw you in and what they stole. I swear these niggas is bold. So they can strip you to the bone. They could never take your soul. It's the only thing you own. Did you know? Some still think shit sweet. No matter. Life keep giving you what you think the answer. You see, you speak what you're after. All things begin with a small seed. Some still think shit sweet, no matter Life keep giving you what you think the answer You see, you speak what you're after All things begin with a small seed Some still think shit sweet, no matter Life keep giving you what you think the answer You see, you speak what you're after All things begin with a small seed Some still think shit sweet, no matter Life keep giving you what you think the answer You see, you speak what you're after All Things begin with a small seed. You, you, 
Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you go on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, type in PolPolitikin. This is some of our interviews since 2008. One, two, one, two, I'm a place to be with Bug Brown. How you doing? All right. How you doing? I'm doing great. So I always ask people about their name. So how did your name come about? Well, uh, hmm. my name is Elsie. And um, in college, my homegirls and homies and such used to call me El Boogie. And so when I started freestyling with the crew, the Never Empty crew, which is an offshoot of the Eastern Michigan University Poetry Society, uh, once I started freestyling, I kind of got good and then decided that I was going to rap. One of my brothers from that group was like, yo, you should, you know, you should say, call yourself Bull Brown. That's fly. And I was like, oh, man, that is kind of fly. So uh, I, I adopted it. I was gifted that name. You know, but you remember uh, Downtown Julie Brown? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> All right. Of course. So I was reading, it says uh, Atlanta by the by way of Detroit. Is it still, you still in Atlanta? No, no, I just moved home about three years ago. I'm back mm-hmm. at the crib, which is Tim's T-shirt. Okay. And, um. I used to uh, I used to work at Dillard's for like uh, with Uncle Hearn and um, yeah, I was about for three years now. Yeah. Okay. So just talk about your your background, like how did you get involved with music? Okay. Um, poetry, really. Uh, and then also, yeah, poetry. You know, you you want to write, you want to you want to have an escape, you want to have something that you can. Uh, yourself with well I mean I did I needed that and um poetry was that and then once I knew how to put words together then I stepped out on some you know maybe let me try this let me try that yeah that's it. I, um, the thing how I, I I just I found out about you because I actually just interviewed Shay Noir and then I was just nice. looking at all I was just looking at all of Paula Brown stuff and I was like okay so I saw you had an old project by listen to it and that shit was going. I was like, okay. <laughs> so what year did you start? I was like, shit. I feel, I mean, when I when I found out about people like you and I didn't know them, I feel like I, I like, damn, I should have been on my shit. I should know about you soon. Uh, hey man, no time like the present. Never late, never too soon. That's how we do things. Um, I started um officially in two thousand and nine with the uh, grind season volume one probably do a volume two, but in 2009, yeah, I uh, started with Grand Season Volume One. That's actually how Mike from Mellow Music Group found out about me. Because Apollo and I didn't know each other before then. We, this was a whole internet interaction. Mm. And I want to say we all found out about each other on Twitter. And I was a fan of Mellow Music Group's catalog because I was a fan of Diamond District. And from there, it was like, oh, man, I know this catalog. And then we kind of knew each other from there. So Mike introduced me to Apollo. Me and Apollo got down on some work. Uh, we actually just did a, a song on his, not his latest, because his latest is the Shay, but um, the Sincerely Betray Project. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually got to join on that one, too. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Melo and Apollo and all that. So what, so what is hip-hop to you? Um, 
answer this question. And it's funny because I've heard that question before. I've been asked that question before, but. Um, it's different when I ask it. <laughs> <laughs> it's different because now it means something different, you know? Um, hip hop is such a valuable tool. It means to me that we are responsible for its growth, development, content, reach, all of that. Mm. We as a people, as its consumers, and we as its practitioners um, have a responsibility to make sure we push the genre forward like like jazz, like opera, like, or I guess opera is a bad example because they don't, well, I mean, no, there are new arias every day. So anyway, yeah, like you're supposed to push the genre forward, you're, for, from what I can tell. So what that's what it means to me. I'm supposed to push myself. It's it's the place where I feel free. It's, it's the place where I can challenge and be challenged in a safe way, but in a very still, sharp, and still kind of way. The pop is a valuable tool. That's what it means. It means a lot. Then what would you say your story is as an MC? One more time. What would you say your story is as an MC? You keep fading on that last part. Oh, I said, what's your story? In what? What's your story? Your story as yeah, an MC. Yeah, I know. I heard the first part, but the last part. No, as a, like your story as a rapper, as an MC. That's that. I'm a late bloomer. Um, I get my lessons, and sometimes I learn them right off, and sometimes uh, I, I don't. Um, story is a very honest one. It's a very uh, a story of growth, a story of development, a story of finding purpose. It's it's a pretty complex story. I don't know. I don't know how long you have. <laughs> so I was I was um so I was reading um you still uh it was early in your career but I see you still talk about all this one of your projects what's dope girl magic mm. yeah I was doing my homework you see that I was studying <laughs> uh, <laughs> so dope girl magic was supposed to only be a crowd motivating kind of song like a call and response kind of song. And just to kind of just get the energy in the room moving. And it has since become one of the favorites live. I mean, I don't know that I can go to a venue and not do it. You know, I've tried that before. And then you'll always hear somebody. I don't care where I'm at. It'll be somebody somewhere like between UPS and Dope Girl Magic. Somebody's going to shout it out. In the crowd, like yep, do you be us? Do dumb girl magic, somebody, and I love it. I love it, and I'll continue to do it because of that. Because it's, it's so as ill to see. But that's one of my favorite joints. It's just supposed to be like a little ditty bop. It wasn't supposed to go as far as it went, but then it was like I hadn't even recorded the song by the time. Like I just did it live. Like I hadn't even recorded it. I just did it. I don't think I recorded it. No, I might have recorded it. I might have recorded it and then like it'll put it away 
and then I did it live, and then it jumped off. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm saying then um, when I, I listen to your music, I hear like you know I hear bars, I hear content, I hear flow. So how do you feel about just the current state of hip hop? First, just overall, but then with with the females, because a lot of females ain't rapping like that no more. You know how they rap right now. This is true. But what I'm not here to do is shame any black women about anything that they actively doing responsibly and actively, right? Um, I say responsibly and actively because um, there are some places where I draw the line, but that's not a discussion that I have in public. That's something that I discuss with my niece. That's something that I discuss with her mother. You know what I'm saying? That's something we as black women discuss between and amongst each other to make sure that we have the perspective and representation of, you know, that's you? Yeah, I was trying to figure out what that is. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. Yeah, um, anyway, I can be, I, look, if such and such want to do X, Y, and Z, that's cool. That don't have no effect or bearing on me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I think the state of hip-hop, it allows the space for people to showcase who they are. And if that's who you are, genuinely, 110%, then that's who you are, genuinely 110%. And who am I to say? Because I'm going to do me. So why would I be infringing on somebody else's opportunity and ability to do them? However, I will say um, there should be a bit more discretion as far as content because, and this is the, really the parent's job or guardian's job or people in your community's job to not censor, but have a bit of discernment when consuming. You know, just as you 22 and you got your six-year-old sister in the back seat, maybe put the the, the homegirl that's not, that's talking about all these other stuff, maybe that's not content for a six-year-old. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like everything in moderation, I feel like everything has its place. So if I want to listen to who I want to listen to. I'm going to do so not in front of my seven-year-old niece because that's not for her. Feel me? She can get the kids' bop version, but you know what I mean? I think everybody should have a space to be able to express themselves however they feel like is good for their soul and is honest and genuine. But so who are you listening to right now? Some quality control, the show. I'm saying, who are you listening to right now? Some artists you listen um, to. Are you talking about overall, or are you talking yeah. about... I'm talking about, like, oh. right now, who you listening to? Like, who you woke up listening to? Um, Sample the Great. Mm -hmm. um, Rock, Lyric Jones. Il Camille. Dynasty. Etern. Who's my homegirl, too? Um... Did I say Larry Jones? Mm-hmm. I feel like I did. Um, Star, formerly Star of Femsey. You might have heard her on no, I interviewed her. Classic. Actually, I was yeah. happy because I saw your reach. I saw your Twitter, and I saw a retweet, and it was naming uh, all the MCs, and I interviewed um, her, and I saw Antonio was on there. I interviewed her. Uh -huh. I interviewed you. I, I get that whole okay. list. Yeah, I'm going to get that whole yeah. list. I'm going to knock it out. For sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. I'm listening to a lot. But mostly, um, I kind of just been in a Willie Hut kind of bag, Roy Ayers, um, very classic. I just been, been kind of 
all my classics, Heat Wave, Earth, Wind, and Fire, mm-hmm. um, Denise Richards, Angela Bofield, Minnie Ripson. You know, I've been kind of just going back to see how the feeling of an out. The feeling of an album feels different, and I want my projects moving forward to feel like albums. And so I'm 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 working on researching the essence of that feeling. Like, what are the elements of those records that make me feel so good that I want to share that with my my followers and fans too? You know what I mean? That's dope. Okay, <clears throat> then I saw you had a new project called Late Bloom. Oh man, that's not the new one, but yes, What's I love new? that project. Yeah, you talk about I mean, you had a couple. Just talk. You can talk about your whole discography. Just talk about some of your projects. It's all good. Where? Because the late bloom is one of my favorites. Um, the late bloom came about in two thousand and thirteen, and I mean it was just a an unexplained unexplainable kind of time like everybody was in the right spot everybody was in the right mind space everybody had the ability and everybody wanted to you know what i mean it it was a a really good feeling out really good to have to be able to kind of flex a little bit kind of change and see what i can do push a couple boundaries um I was going through a real tough time, and so it was really dope to have that as my therapy. And then for my brothers and sisters and everybody to show up, it was just the late bloom is probably hands down one of my favorites. Mm. One of my favorites to to have worked on. And um, but the newest joint is a uh, is kind of a uh, clearing of the cash kind of thing where. Um, the content that I'm writing now, <clears throat> um, and when I say now, I mean like as of this year, uh, as of two years ago, maybe two to three years ago. So the content that I'm writing now is a different type of feeling and mood and exchange than what I wrote and how I wrote on uh, Summer Days. Which is the current project out now. Shout out to Sidwell out in Georgia, who is the producer of that project. Summer Days Volume One. I'll send that to you, actually. Yeah, you know I'm saying yeah. describe your creative process when you're making music. Mm. Well, Most times, honestly, lately, I'll get up early in the morning and sit down and just be quiet for a second. The goal is always like five to ten minutes, and I just get my download. And sometimes words come, and sometimes topics come, and... I top it up with my partner, and he's very knowledgeable, especially about him. He's very knowledgeable, period. But, um, like, when we just go back and forth, like, talking to great minds about what they would like to hear or what they could hear or, you know, sometimes people will hit me like, yo, boys, um, I ain't heard a song about X, Y, and Z. Maybe tackle that. 
and it's like, okay, cool. And then it's finding the ways to tackle it, the most creative way to tackle it. How do you say it without saying it? Or how do you be subtle? Or does it deserve a direct say? Like, do I directly say this or do I need to, you know, finesse it? I mean, all with a level of finesse, but, you know, I, I read. Would you like to read? Not as often as I should. I spoke, you know what I'm saying? Microdose, you know, have a cocktail, interact with my people and laugh and joke and think about things, you know what I mean? I think I'm a thinker, so, which is, you know, a dual-edged sword for the most part because sometimes I'll get caught up in my head and won't come out. But I'm a thinker, so I'm always considering how something is uh, conveyed, portrayed, and otherwise. <clears throat> I like something you said. So where's that download come from? He said I get my download. So where you get your download from? The universe. Okay. I think I heard you. I think I heard, I was listening to one of your songs. I heard you say something about manifest, right? Yeah. So you big into that too? Because I like talking about manifestation too. Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. Because I feel like from what I can tell with my life, um, everything that I've ever resisted and been opposed to has played itself out in my life. And then when I stopped doing that and just started being like, damn, it's so nice to be in a comfortable house with my bills paid and things taken care of, right? Once I started leaning my energy and vibration towards that, it made it a bit simpler to stay in that space. Not saying that I stay in that space because I'm a work in progress just like we all are, I think. And um but it's so much easier to jump back into it when I jump out or when I fall out. But now those days where I'm down in the dump only last three days as opposed to six, you know? So yeah. It's um, it is a training process. The brain ain't nothing but a muscle. Like, you gotta yeah, train saying, that. I'm saying, what are some techniques you use? Um, Somebody told me a cupping method. I ain't do that one yet. They were saying like, get a cup, get two, yeah, get two cups. Then one cup, you write down your goals, and then you pour it in there, then you drink it. But I haven't did it yet. I just think it and write it out. I just. I just visualize. Yeah, um, I I never heard of that before, but that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Just uh, Google that. It'll come up. I, okay. just, it was like a young, she was young, told me about it. It's about to be something new because she had it. She's like 23 and she told me about it. I never heard it either. Nice. Okay. Well, shoot. I'll look that up too. But um, what was the question exactly again? Just how do you manifest? Like what techniques you do? Oh, shit. I really honestly. If my brain, more than anything, I light a candle, I set my intentions, I write it down, I say it out loud as much as I can, um, I talk to it, I talk to my, to people that I trust about my ideas, um, not before sitting and thinking over it, not before asking the ancestors, not before sitting in quiet and just receiving my downloads, you know what I mean? Like, I manifest through honoring what is coming to me. 
if it comes to me in, in, in a in a meditation or if it comes to me in a quiet moment and I write it down, I'm more likely to do it or I'm more likely to go back to it and exercise what it is I need to do to do it than not. You know, I seek out people who will back me or uh, validate me and uh, up hold me up, you know. I keep company with people that are doing things, you know. I talk about ideas with people with great minds. So that's what helps me manifest because it gives me the momentum and the drive to stay in the pocket. gives okay. me the, the ideas. Um, and it gives me inspiration. It keeps me inspired. I mean, if you in a spot where you lacking inspiration and lacking the stuff that you need to do your best thing, it's going to be real difficult for you to manifest. So you got to change your mind and then change your environment. Yeah. Well, as your mind changes, your environment changes anyway. Yeah, you actually kind of, that's what I was going to say. I noticed with uh, myself, it's like, if you want it too much, then you're not going to get it. Because if you want it too much, that's like a state of lack. So you got to practice gratitude for the stuff you already got and it'll just keep flowing in. And then talk about it, think about it, and feel about what it is you do want. Like, it's possible. Feel like it's, it's there. Feel like, you know, my dollar amount is my dollar amount that's in my bank account right now. But what I see happening and the, the type of work that I see me doing requires a good amount of money, a whole lot of money. So I can't think small. I can't think about my actual bank account, I got to just be focused on the fact that this is what I want to do and this is going to take money. So I'm just going to go forward like I got the money. You know what I mean? Whatever I can do to move this vision forward, I'm going to do that regardless of what my bank account is. Like. And then the money comes. You know? I know that shit sounds crazy and no. not true, but it's fucking true. So what are some of your interests outside of music? Mm. Psychedelic. Um, I'm getting into gardening. I'm about to, uh, I was open that I could start this welding class or this welding apprenticeship, but COVID happened and then it kind of made everybody a little uh, distant. <laughs> uh, and travel, tour and travel. I love to travel. And food. Oh my God. I love to cook. I love to cook. So we, we always ask a question then. We say, uh, we have a question, say, if you can meet three people, it can be dead or alive, whatever three people you want to meet, who would three people to be, and what would you cook for them? Mm. Okay. Marvin Gaye, I will make him fried okra and fried catfish mm. or, or white fish. Um, corn on the top and some greens and salad. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. 
think it's nice and gorgeous. Um, we would just have oysters on a half shell. We wouldn't cook them. <laughs> we have cocktails with oysters. Um, who else? to meet Aretha Franklin because mm. I know she got some motherfucking stories. I don't know if that, I don't know if Young Ree would let me cook for her, dog. Um, <laughs> I think Young Ree might cook herself. Uh, I would, I don't know. I would make her my lasagna because my, my, my lasagna is, is um, what's the one? Right. <clears throat> chicken lasagna. Okay. The veggie is pretty on point too but that chicken joint is um, then I was gonna ask you just uh share one of your stories. It could be anything you want to talk about. Uh, hmm. Hmm. I tell you a story about me, right? I used to be uh so annoyed by children that it made my skin crawl. Like I really did not. I really didn't like. Like, get them away from me. Don't bring them around. No, the kids aren't invited to the event. And then I met my nephew, who's 15 now. And it still didn't, still didn't really click, click. And then my nephew Cameron. And then my niece Rylan. And they changed my whole perspective on so many things. And it's a part of the reason why finding my purpose has been so important to me in these last couple months and weeks. So that I can present them with something and they can appreciate and have generational wealth, understand about credit and financial uh, literacy, uh, the importance of travel and education, um, how to cook a meal, how to clean a house, how to keep a household. You know, all these things you need tools to you to, 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 to be able to do. And so those three little children, not so little anymore, totally transformed me into a person that I'm proud to be. I wasn't, not that I was super bad. I mean, we all got our shit. And I've been through quite a good quite a good amount of things you have been that way and, and justified it for longer. You know, still sat in that bullshit, but it doesn't serve anyone. Largely me. It does not serve me to stay there, but it does. It definitely doesn't serve the people who I say I want to help. It doesn't serve them at all for me to stay short-sighted and simple. And so those, those people help me expand to a place where I can actually get off like I really need to. Like, really, I mean, the, the music that I've made thus far is really, really dope. But the shit that I'm doing right now, now, that I can't wait for you to hear, is where, is where I want to be, is where I want to go. Yeah, I was, I was, that was the next question I was going to say, because 
you already been in the game for over a decade. So where where are you trying where are you trying to be now? Like what are your goals with your career? Well, I mean, shoot, I just want to be better and better. Honestly, I mean, if you think of think of a doctor, right? How long does a doctor go to school? Uh, Twelve years, you know what I mean? Plus residence, like you, you residence, you have to practice something, you have to do something for a, a period of time before you can say that you're a master of a craft, or say that you, you know, before you actually catch your footing in your. Who was that? Was that Miles Davis that say it, it take a long time to sound like yourself? Mm. You know, it takes a minute for you to. Well, for me, it took me a minute to find out where my purpose was with this music, with this gift, and actually present it in that way as opposed to just knowing how to rap and rapping because I can rap. You know? I mean, saying what it is for my own purpose, for for my healing purposes, and for my breadcrumbs, yeah, I mean, all of it is relevant. All of it is relative, too. So... Yeah. I didn't say anything about Grammy. All the other people I've been asking that question to, they everybody be saying Grammy all the time. I'm like, why y'all want a Grammy so bad? Everybody said Grammy. That shit kind of crazy to me. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a Grammy. Let me not fuck around because if you say once you are able to put Grammy award winning book Brown, that's a whole different tax bracket. That's a whole different time frame. That's a whole, you know what I'm saying? That's different. But I'll be totally happy if I don't get it. You know, I'll be still totally happy because I'm making something that's important. The amount of people that are in my inbox, like, yo, you said something that really changed my perspective on X, Y, and Z. I'll take that. I'll take that any day of the week. I definitely want the accolades because the accolades mean that you can put your resume out and it looks a different way. But it's not the end-all, be-all. Yeah, I'm going to say the thing with me, too, I feel like, because I said, like, I've been doing this for, uh, like, almost 12 years, and I feel like artists like you should be getting more recognition because, like, the mainstreams don't don't push y'all like they should. Well, I mean, the mainstream don't. Exactly. I mean, also- it's quality. Everything is quality, so it's like, you dope. So it's just like, they're just not, like I said, they, I don't know, I guess they push you, they want to push. I missed the question too. Pardon. Well, no, I was just asking you. I was just saying, like, I just felt like, uh, like I was talking about. I just feel like you should get more recognition, like just artists like you in general. Cause I feel like the mainstream doesn't push you art, push artists like you. So we kind of like people like us don't hear y'all because they're not pushing the artists like y'all. Do you feel? Well, that? I mean, that's where it takes us, right? We are the network. We are the people that are going to push us or we are not. We can't rely on the mainstream to do that. I've never relied on the mainstream to do that. And it's always been everybody finds out or gets it in their in they own time. But we want somebody to spoon feed us for some reason and not use our own two hands to figure out what it is we like, what it is we want. You know, if you pull up, Queen Latifah or Bahamadid, and you look at the like artists, 
sooner or later down that line, you'll find somebody that is the same. So that's taking a mainstream artist and then attaching it to another artist. It takes us to to be able to push that because I can say, um, who has picked up my, my, my project? You know what I mean? Like, I've been pushing my project, and it's some dope sites and blogs and people and family and supporters that have been pushing it too. But who who's going to be like, yo, I got a man that's such and such a place. He listen to music, send it to them. You know, it takes us to take care of us. We can't be waiting on somebody else to do that. And I, I just refuse to wait and even compare. It's not even, it's apples to oranges. Mainstream is mainstream. I'm not, not yet anyway. I mean, I, maybe I will be once I do some scores and some audio books and some voiceover work and all that stuff. Maybe it'll change and I'll be mainstream and I'll be able to access that audience. But honestly, we got to take, we, I don't understand how we lost the idea of community. And community includes taking care of the black dollar and making sure that it runs in the community and that it stays here. Like, we got to, we got to, I'm not waiting on CNN to come interview me until I send CNN, you know, something for them to interview me about. And then I'll be like, oh, where's CNN at? So what advice would you give to new artists? Same advice that my brother Illustrate gives me all the time. Shout out to Illustrate. Tell your story. Not someone else's story. Not a rendition of tell your story. Be honest about your story. It will it will help somebody. It will change somebody. It will affect somebody. It will affect you. It will change you. To tell your story, and and you know, don't if you can manage it, right? Be open to constructive criticism and correction. It is important. You got to be able to know the difference. It's got to be from a trusted source. You know, nobody's telling you to listen to the haters out or haters like haters. I mean. Nobody's telling you to listen to those guys or anything, but get you a mentor and a trusted source and make sure you stay open to correction and learning and understanding from, get you a couple sources if you can. But that will help, especially when dealing with contracts, especially when dealing with, you know, negotiations. Get you a lawyer, definitely. To sign o to look over those contracts that you might be so geek to sign but you haven't read fully and don't necessarily understand the legal jargon. Get somebody to help you with that. And what would and you like to oh. stay in control. Stay in control of your art. What you mean by that? Pardon? I said what you mean by that, stay in control of your art. Hmm. Don't do art for the sake of others. Do art for you. That's what I mean by staying in control of your art. Because you'll be out there dancing around in a fucking mini skirt and you're really more of a tomboy. Why would you do that? You know? Right. Stay in control of your art. Stay in control of your narrative, you know? And what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? 
So much more to come. Um, stay tuned, bear with me. I'm working and building and growing, and everybody's gonna have fun times and benefits. And there'll be music, videos, merchandise, stores, and all the stuff. So just hang with me. I appreciate you for hanging with me thus far because it's, there's no place for me without you, there's no way for me without you. I mean, I will continue to make art, but I, to continue to thrive with art is, is a, a, a codependency that I have with my, my family, followers, fan base, and my work. So thank you. That's all. You know what I mean? I don't, thank you. Thank you. Oh, and talk to me about what you want to hear and see from me, too. Like, interact with me. Go to bookbrown.com and... Get on the email list and talk to me about stuff. Like, reach out. I'm not, don't be inappropriate. I do get tired of those emails, but just uh, <laughs> reach out and chop it up. Because I do, I like to hear, I like to think, I like to talk, I like to, you know, yeah. politics. <laughs> I right, want to say thanks for coming through politicking with me. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No doubt. What's your social media again? Uh, you can find me at bookbrown.com. You can find me at onebookbrown on Instagram. Uh, I am bookbrown on Twitter, just bookbrown on Twitter. And uh, bookbrown1 on Facebook. The Poe Politicking Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash PO audio and get an audiobook of your choice free with a 30-day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month, good for an audiobook on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash PO audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power.